The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Zero eight seven four one hundred one zero two gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. And what do you make of this announcement today that the government is supporting a bid by the FAI in association with the UK Football Associations to host the Euro twenty twenty eight? We're joined by the Minister of State and Government Chief Whip Jack Chambers. Uh, can you explain what the government's support for this bid is, please? Yeah, and just to give. Uh, background around the, the process. So in March of this year, we made an expression of interest with the five football associations, including the FBI, and now we're in a position to make a, a formal preliminary bid, and uh, the FBI will be making that submission tomorrow to UEFA. So the final bid submission will be in April of this year, and the appointment of the host by UEFA will be made in September of 2023, just to set out the timeline. And But the government supported this today. We've uh, conducted a very extensive cost-benefit analysis over the last number of months to assess the economic benefit, which is projected to be at around uh, 361 million. 361 Um, million? How did you get to a figure like that? So that's not my figure. It's the figure by the major events unit and also Deloitte who've been assisting the division on this. Um, There's a projected to be an economic benefit of 361 million, a cost of 135 million. And that cost includes uh, fully built in contingencies and also uh, inflation towards 2028. So that we, it, so it represents an, an honest figure and position so that you can fully project the return on investment. And there is a. Sorry, this is all to host seven games. So the return on investment will be, as I said, two and a half to one. Um, seven games is the present position. There's projected to be 120,000 fans are projected to travel uh, with a tourism spend of half a billion euro. And uh, the the expenditure is around kind of four key areas. There's obviously the local delivery uh, systems which have to be in place around safety and security. There's the uh, stadium infrastructure and the upgrading uh, around capital costs and also uh, the focus on legacy and promotions that it benefits Ireland We'll have an absolute focus on participation uh, and trying to, to build the game. So that that's the broad economic outline. It is important that there's an objective analysis that informs government decisions on this, and, and obviously that's what has been returning. Minister, the reason I'm asking about this 351 million, I think it was what you said, is 61, the prote- yeah. 61 potential income coming in. We heard much the same around the time when the Europa League final was coming to Dublin in 2011. And that it would be worth over a hundred million euro to Ireland. In the end, it was reckoned it actually was only worth about twenty million. Well, that's why we've well, we that's why we we take the learnings as well from, for example, Euro twenty sixteen in France. Um, estimated the economic impact of hosting the tournament there was one point two two billion, and that was after the event. This is the second biggest uh, football tournament in the world. Um, you know, compared to the Europa League uh, final, it is is something of much greater significance. Which well, that's we understood, absolute... but the point is, is that there was about one fifth of the economic benefit in the end from what we were told it would be. Well, that that's for the Europa League, but this is obviously for the Euro twenty twenty eight. The different tournaments. We uh, know that, but the point still remains: is we were told back then, oh, this will be worth that. That's why we should have it, and it was worth a fifth. So what confidence can we have whenever we hear these figures, which a lot of people wonder, no matter how respected the various organisations put them together are, there's a certain amount of plucking them out of the air, isn't there? Well, I, I don't accept that. I think there's um, 
you know, we have external advice in Deloitte. There's also the major events division, the specialist division who engage in a very extensive cost benefit analysis so that the figures are robust and that we get value for money. And there is a very clear return on investment. And they said it's not only reflecting on the, uh, the, you know, the bid submission and the assessment from an Irish context, but also looking at previous uh, Euro, Euro tournaments that have been held elsewhere in France, for example, had a very strong economic return when they hosted their tournament and said it which exceeded 1.2 billion. Uh, and uh, and that's why but it is important. I accept your point. It is important we have a strong economic assessment and that's what we've sought to do over the last number of months so that we can underpin it, uh, any spending uh, with a strong return on investment. And there is a clear ratio on that here. Yeah, and the money you're spending. So there's money needed for upgrading both Croke Park and Lansdowne Road, is there? So there's some minor capital works required for the Aviva. There was other investments uh, spent on the Aviva to upgrade that, that for the Euro event we didn't hold, host in the end due to COVID. But also for, obviously, we have Europa League final coming in 2024. Uh, there's more extensive work required for Crow Park, um, some of it around temporary seating, um, which, which is required in one of the UEFA requirements. But also there's expenditure around safety and security, uh, fan zones, um, local authority delivery, and then a focus on legacy and actual actual promotion of the event so that we have maximized the benefits for Ireland. And I think, as I've said, the, the projected economic benefit is strong, 120,000 fans of projected tourism spend of half a billion. Um, and it being the second biggest football event in the world, I think, you know, there'll be a huge amount of people seeing and hearing about Ireland and there'll be strong partnerships with Falch Ireland and tourism Ireland around promoting the country. But not only that, I'd say if you look at the current Political dynamic, there's, there's important east-west and north-south benefits to this event as well. And uh, when you take the football associations working together, and I think there's a broader benefit um, in that context as well that we have to uh, acknowledge in, in, the, in the whole bid process if we're successful. Is the government putting in all the money or is the FAI putting in the money? So the, the, the cost for no, the FAI and, and be, will be putting in some, but and UEFA as well, but the cost of outline there would be the government's cost and the projected economic benefit uh, as well. So that, that would be the government's undertaking as part of this. How can the FAI afford to be doing anything like this? The FAI remains nearly 64 million euro in debt after the shambolic reign of John Delaney. Does the FAI not need to be actually getting its own house in order in running domestic football before it looks to engage and indulge itself in things like this? Well, I would say that in fairness to the FAI, we have a memorandum of understanding with the FAI on reform, on investment in grassroots and on strengthening the domestic game, something I'm very supportive of as minister, that the FAI could final last weekend and at the women's final the previous weekend. And as a government, We've had our biggest ever investment in grassroots sport, over 160 million euro earlier this year. And we're working with the FAI and obviously strengthening grassroots football. I think if you recall earlier this year, Stephen Kenny, as manager, was asked about it. And he said that, in, you know, rebuilding football and participation can, co can coexist with uh, hosting a major event. And we've got to ensure both can advance together. This well, is about doesn't the eye need to be kept on the ball and the primary thing, which is, I mean, there have been surveys done which show the vast majority of members of football clubs in Ireland, they want money invested in facilities to allow football to flourish rather than spending a lot of money in bringing foreign teams into play uh, exhibition games of a form. Well, that's what I'm doing as minister. Um, and that's why we 
uh, trebled investment in grassroots sport in February of this year, as I said, over 160 million euro. As someone who's involved in lots of sports uh, growing up, I recognise the importance of facilities of, um, you know, to, to build sport within communities. Um, and as I've said, it's about doing both. And that's something we're, we're anxious to progress uh, on, a, on a continuous basis. Uh, and if you look at the step change in funding, even in football supports in the context of the 160 million, there was very extensive support for grassroots football in that funding round. We're seeing the planning and design for daily mount progress in, in the last in the last number of weeks. Where I'm anxious to build the state Donegal Community Stadium, which has been sitting for many years without progress, and that's something that will benefit Finn Harps in the northwest and also other important community infrastructure is something I'm absolutely ambitious about. Minister, are you happy that the FAI is getting its act together? Because, for example, the men's football team still doesn't have a shirt sponsor, which is so important for the generation of revenue, which would imply that there is a serious issue in relation to the perception of the brand of Irish football. Well, if you take, for example, the success of the women's team, um, and Vera Powell, they've had um, incredible success and have, I think, are, are, uh, are inspiring the next generation of girls to participate in sport. Obviously, the FBI will have to continue to work on getting a an anchor sponsor for their jersey and, and something uh, that is important uh, around the financial support for the, the organisation. Um, but we have a strong memorandum of understanding on governance on uh, on key issues that that are outlined there, and, uh, and and in fairness, I think there is there's been extensive progress across many aspects of that over the last number of months and indeed the last couple of years. But then, and that's this constant monitoring of that by Sport Ireland to report to my own department. Out. And then just a couple of things uh, to finish up in relation to that. Uh, we have the World Cup about to start, and it's on in Qatar. Um, are you confident that world football and UEFA? Are the type of organisations that we would want to be dealing with? I mean, FIFA would seem corruptly gave this World Cup to Qatar. Are you confident that UEFA is a good organisation to be doing business with in relation to staging competitions? Well, as I'd say, but I, I thought some of the remarks from FIFA in recent days were very much out of touch. And you're correct in saying that the awarding of the uh, tournament by FIFA in Qatar was mired in corruption and controversy. I'm also very concerned with the, the deaths of thousands of mostly migrant workers and the deplorable working conditions there. And there are really worrying reports uh, around how um, around the laws and the discriminatory laws in Qatar and the treatment of, of LGBT uh, uh, community there, uh, which I think is of, is of grave concern. And uh, I think it, it's important that we all collectively um, shine a, a spotlight on that and I, I welcome the fact that there's been extensive discussion on it and also leadership from many of the players who are going to be playing in Qatar uh, and, and obviously the, the hosting of the term is Qatar, in Qatar is, uh, is, is something of concern and, uh, and something that I think many people are, are, are when they reflect on the, the corruption and the awarding of the term at the time I think we, we, can, all, we can all agree on the, uh, on the very you know, the very serious, serious underlying issues. Can we take it from that? We won't, we won't be doing anything corrupt to secure this particular yeah. Euro 28 ahead of Turkey, will we? Absolutely not. Uh, we'll have a very honest, fair uh, bid where we put our best foot forward 
a big company will be established between the football, all the football associations involved um, and we'll be putting forward uh, why why Ireland and the island of Ireland has the has huge potential to host a major event. Uh, but we're okay. We're I'm going to put it out to listeners, Minister, to see what support there is for the idea of making this major investment and whether people believe there would be the economic return and whether also it's a good idea for Ireland to be hosting major international competitions such as this. So your last word, 0874100102 by text or by WhatsApp. Last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.